Hello, everyone. Welcome to Objective Health. I am your co-host, Doug. And with me today are co-hosts, Elliot and Tiff. Hello. And on today's show, um, we're going to be talking about the babies. The babies born during the pandemic. A number of studies have been coming out recently that have been showing that uh, babies born during the pandemic have lower developmental test scores. Um, not just babies either. It's actually, there's um, problems in adolescence as well. Children, I guess we could say, are scoring lower on various types of developmental testing. Uh, and we are going to be talking about that this week. There's a, a recent study published. Uh, it's titled The Association of Birth During COVID-19 Pandemic with neurodevelopmental status at six months in inf infants with and without in utero exposure to SARS-CoV infection. Basically, what they were looking at was uh, whether a uh, an infection of the mother, so if a mother gets COVID and she's pregnant, whether that affects the development of the child at six months. Okay, so their hypothesis, what they thought would happen um, so to, to quote the author of the study, he says, infants born to mothers who have viral infections during pregnancy have a higher risk of neurodevelopmental deficits. So we thought that we would find some changes in the neuro neurodevelopment of babies whose mothers had COVID dur during pregnancy. Kind of makes sense, right? Well, it turns out that that's not what they found. So he says, we were surprised to find absolutely no signal suggesting that exposure to COVID while in utero was linked to neurodevelopmental deficits. So there wasn't any, um, any, any correlation between whether a mom got COVID and whether the baby developed uh, normally, neurodevelopmentally speaking anyway. Here's where it gets interesting. They says, rather, being in the womb of a mother experiencing the pandemic was, was associated with slightly lower scores in areas such as motor, social skills, but not in others, such as communication and problem-solving skills. What does this suggest? This suggests that the huge amount of stress felt by pregnant mothers during these unprecedented times may have played a role. Essentially, what they've shown is that... Um, is, is, is that COVID in and of itself, the physiological effects of COVID did not cause any problems with children, child's development. But what they did find is that despite that, lockdowns and the social measures that people have, have, have had to go through and the fear that they've been bombarded with and, and, and have experienced through um, the past two years, that has had an effect. So that has had an effect on how children are developing. And it's kind of no wonder if a mother is chronically stressed, if they chronically are fearful, then no doubt that's going to affect kind of the hormones, the um, the neurochemicals, the uh, all of the kind of um, the, the, the ways in which a child is going to develop in utero. But then also, if we think about the child's first six months, if we have if you ha if we have parents who are chronically stressed, if we have parents who are socially isolated, like we were speaking about in last, last week's show, mass formation psychosis, if they've bought into all of the bullshit that is being spread by the authorities about COVID, um, then no doubt that is going to produce a very unique situation in which a child is being brought into the world uh, surrounded by parents who are uh, going to be behaving in very different ways compared to how they would have 
before 2020. What do you think? I think that makes sense. I think they should rename this study uh, children whose parents fell for the COVID bullshit are, have some developmental delays. Yeah. Um, I don't know how robust this information that they got from the study is because basically what they did is they compared you know babies who were born before COVID and babies who were born after COVID and they had the mothers I assume fill out a questionnaire and the questions are along the lines of like does your baby make eye contact with you does your baby try to roll over does a baby wash his hands when he's playing does a baby smile at you when you smile at him questions like that and the answers are yes sometimes or not yet so it's up to the mothers or the fathers to pay attention to their child and fill out these questionnaires and send them back in so that cannot be that accurate sometimes but I think that one would assume that there would be some kind of a difference, especially when it comes to wearing masks, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that uh, it's definitely going to have an impact in more ways than we can even imagine right now. But yeah, if your mom or your dad is completely into the whole COVID thing, they're walking around in the house interacting with you and your baby and they're wearing a mask or they're stressed out or they're afraid or they're wiping everything down in the house with disinfectants, those type of things, just acting really stupid uh, for lack of a better word, then yes, I think that would affect your development through your life, which is unfortunate to have parents who are like that, but what are you going to do? Well, I mean, because babies have these imprinting windows, right? There's like right. certain stages of psychological development that a baby goes through. Um, they keep on having these different windows that are, that, that, that are, you know, they've, they've determined where the windows are and how, how big they are. And they're not, you know, super long windows. And if you are a window in learning uh, to recognize emotions through facial expression, um, happens. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know when it happens, but happens at a certain period of time, and that baby is only seeing people in masks, or most often seeing people in masks during that entire imprint window. What the hell would happen to that baby? Would they be mm -hmm. in unable to determine, you know, or have a, a deficiency in being able to determine uh, people's emotional responses based on facial, uh, their face? I don't know. Well, yeah. according to uh, one of the articles that we, or the, the research articles we read for this, um, the time for a baby to like look at the mother's face or interact or even mimic the emotional expression on the mother's face, that happens really soon after birth, according yeah. to mm. some of these articles we read. Like when the within a couple of days of birth, a baby can mirror facial expressions of the parents. Yeah. Um, are you? The, the, so there was there was a paper. It was it was really in depth. It was very good actually. It's um it's titled "Anticipating Long Term Neurodevelopmental Impact of COVID nineteen Pandemic on Newborns and Infant in Infants: A Call for Research and Preventive Policy." So it starts off by saying that there was one hundred and sixteen million children who were born uh, during the first nine months. Uh, after like March 2020, I guess, 
they say the start of the the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, in this paper, what the authors essentially go through, and they go through several theories of development, but they talk about the, um, the kind of different implications that we might be seeing, like long-term consequences. And, and like Tiff just mentioned, is that they're talking about these stages of development, which are practically immediate after birth. Um, and, and, and really, as a baby can't communicate with language, um, the main ways of communication are really going to be based on touch, uh, smell, and, and the kind of physical sensations, but also is going to be detecting facial expressions. Now, a baby can detect facial expressions very well, and uh, a baby can also, they, they learn what their mother looks like fairly early on as well. Like uh, they've done uh, very early research showing that, um, you know, uh, presenting a bunch of different pictures of women who might look quite similar uh, to, to, to babies, they show that the babies latch on to, to a picture of their mum and they prefer looking at pictures of their mum and they they look at the pictures of their mum for longer. So so they they detect faces very early on and they they um they learn how to kind of detect uh facial expressions. And now in this paper, uh, the author essentially goes through some of the the effects that could be going on um neurobiologically as well. Um but but what what could be happening? Uh, let's let's think of the scenario, the typical scenario, right, of the, of the COVID believer or the COVID true believer. We have an individual who follows the advice to wear masks outdoors as well as indoors, right? Mm-hmm. Socially distances from their family members, um, and let's say they have become pregnant, they have a they have a child. Right. So that baby ordinarily in a baby's life, they're brought into the world. They have all of this sensory information. And again, if, if facial expressions are so important for their development and how they interact with individuals and how they uh, the, the author in this paper would say that this is actually one of the ways in which uh, babies uh, detect that they are in a safe and, and loving environment is through through facial expressions. Um and so if you've got someone who's wearing a mask all of the time, well, what, uh, I mean, according to this paper, at least, it says that um, placing a medical mask on the face results in the individual missing featural information, such as the nose, cheeks, chin, and mouth, as well as second order configural information, such as the spaces between the inner facial features. Special facial facial features are obliterated, causing global structure of a whole face to be incomplete. This prevents people from being able to detect a full full face and facial expression. Now, here's where, here is where it gets interesting. For an inf- infant, this has the potential for long-reaching effects in the early stages of neurobehavioral development. A mask covering the face may affect the uh, affect the infant's ability to develop facial processing and orienting to or focusing on another person's face. To reiterate, newborns prefer looking at faces and clearly have an innate ability to recognize what a face is. Crucial for this process is is the newborn's ability to visualize facial expressions. For infants and children to feel safe, there is a heavy dependence on facial expressions as they rely on their parents' emotional cues via facial expression to regulate their responses towards towards themselves and towards 
um, potentially threatening situations. In other words, when they can't exp- uh, um, when they can't understand language and they can't express themselves through language, the main language to them is facial expression, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're a baby and you're surrounded by people in masks, I mean, like if you've got these limited windows by which you do, you rapidly develop incorporating all of this sensory information into something that makes sense. Like how the hell is that going to affect your brain development? Like what are you going to learn is normal? Like how, I mean, like it's kind of, it's kind of bizarre really that anyone would think that this was okay. Like it, it really is bizarre. the, The author goes on and says, face masks could also affect reciprocity and imitation as an infant is unable to visualize the entire facial expression. A potential implication is that this may interfere with the parent-infant bond and longer-term attachment. An insecure attachment between the parent and infant fails to meet security needs of an infant and prevents normal development of the infant's brain. Delays or impairment of an infant's cognitive, social, emotional, or neurobehavioral development can also occur, leading to difficulties in learning and forming effective relationships later on in life. So it's essentially saying that what could be going on, like uh, I agree, Tiff, the, the study uh, that we mentioned before is not, is, is not of the best quality, mm-hmm. but considering the, the information that we've just covered on the, how essential facial expression actually is for childhood development, especially infant development, um, it makes me wonder whether the results of this study are more accurate or not. Interestingly, there were two other studies which showed almost exactly the same thing. So there's one titled The Impact of COVID-19 Pandemic on Early Childhood Development. And this is basically comparing the data that they, they, they um, the cognitive scores of children that they had uh, between 2011 and 2019 to ones that they've collected over 2020 and 2021. What they said is that we found that children born during the pandemic have significantly reduced verbal, motor and overall cognitive performance compared to children born pre-pandemic. Here's the interesting thing. Results highlight that even in the absence of direct COVID infection and COVID-19 illness, the environmental changes associated with the COVID-19 pandemic is significantly and negatively affecting infant and child development. This is a Western study. They've also found a similar thing in China as well. So another study from China is called the association between COVID-19 pandemic and infant neurodevelopment. So they did a similar thing. They looked at results, uh, cognitive performance and other um, kind of results before. So in in years before uh, 2020, and then they looked at ones between 2020 and 2021. And what they showed was a um, a significantly higher risk of de- a delay in fine motor skills and communication. So it seems as though there's more and more studies coming out, and that's th- those are just uh, three. Now, one was actually a systematic a systematic meta analysis. It was looking at uh, like seventeen different studies. So there's there's tens there's tens of studies showing exactly the same thing, and it's interesting because the researchers think that it's going to be related on numerous occasions there have been papers which the hypothesis is that it's going to be associated with COVID-19 infection it turns out it's not but it is associated with the social kind of um or or or, or, or 
let's say uh, the things that have occurred since the pandemic. So the social changes, the isolation, the you know, the lockdowns, etc. Yeah. I wonder if this is some kind of, um, I mean, not the, the getting aside from the um, developmental stuff with the masks and stuff like that. Um, could it be that this is a, an adaptive response because basically the kids are being, are going to grow up in a society where we're all living in a lie in a complete and total lie. And it's kind mm -hmm. of like, you can't have the same kind of brain function and, you know, be aware of the fact that you're living in a lie and function properly. So it's kind of like nature has a way of dumbing these kids down so that they can effectively live within the lie. So they can better adapt to a better adapt to malformed the lie. society. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm being facetious. It's unfortunate, but yeah, I think that that. Don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I, I I don't know. I mean, that would be a stretch. Maybe yeah. it is on some level, but but at the same time, if we consider that children, uh, young young children have oftentimes not had access to other family members, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they've not had access um, to uh, many cases child child services. So you have uh, crashes or you know, um, what's it called? The daycare. Yeah. Daycare or kindergarten or mm -hmm. th those kinds of things. They've not had access to, I would imagine at least that they've not had the kind of access, particularly at the start of things. When we first went into lockdowns, when the schools were closed and everything, I mean, children generally, um, if they're, if they're not interacting with, with as many people as, as, as the ordinarily would be, I would imagine that that might have something to do with it could be the masks it could be i mean it could be anything right there's, there's so many things that could be contributing to this unfortunately i mean it's not only affecting these young children though it's affecting kids who were born and who were development uh, were developing normally um even got to adolescence um before the the before 2020 uh there was there was there was one uh systematic review looking at um kind of mid to late childhood and adolescent med and they were looking specifically at mental health rather than like cognitive ability again i mean there was there was 17 studies in this one and they showed it said pulled estimates report that nearly eight out of 10 children and adolescents report worsening of behavior or any psychological symptoms and increased negative feelings due to the covid19 pandemic now, we know how they've been really targeting children, right? Um, how they've been making children feel guilty, feel scared, scared to see their family members. Children have not been able to see their friends. Um, they've not been able to go to school. You know, like you think as a kid, like uh, being locked in your house for two years, you know, I mean, that's, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nightmare. Um, what they showed was that, yeah, in, in this study, they showed that um, the evidence in this review shows the overall impact of COVID-19 restrictions on children and adolescents' mental health and well-being is likely to be severe. Therefore, mental health should be a crucial consideration when introducing restrictive measures that increase social isolation for children and adolescents. Yeah. 
Well, nobody's going to listen. Well, to of course, that. I should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to listen. It's common sense. I mean, but like, I no one thought of that, can, did they? We can agree that this is pretty much designed to go on forever. So, what is the child of the future going to look like? Is this going to be some quasi autistic? person who has no ability to read emotions or interact on a social level with anyone unless it's through a screen i mean is this what we're looking forward to yeah it's i mean that's tough. what it seems like yeah yeah that's really what it seems like i mean like we would, we i mean we've been talking about this for how many years right how children or humans in general particularly in the west at least um have generally become more superficial, more shallow, mm-hmm. more materialistic, more um, narcissistic, have, more yeah. narcissistic um, have have basically morally degraded, right? Have become become demoralized to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, born consumers of social media, uh, essentially. Um, I mean, like this may just be the icing on the cake you know or the cherry on the cake if I, I can't remember what the saying is we were already heading in that direction mm-hmm. um and the I, I think the ground was pretty fertile for this kind of thing anyway um but this again uh his i don't think we've even seen the start of it personally because these studies were looking at six you know six month old development but like I think we've spoken about and, and some of the research has suggested previously, you know, if you look at things like uh, childhood trauma, early, early trauma, early uh, lack of attachment, the kind of long-term consequences that this, this has for someone's psychology is, is quite severe. Now, usually that might happen on a, on a minor level. It might be quite common, but uh, uh, to such like a significant degree as what we've seen and so widespread that's the thing this isn't just like you know an odd occurrence you know every 10 children or every 100 children or something this is like um like the last show that we were talking about mass level psychosis this is like mass neurodevelopmental delay you know Mm. and it's like uh, on top of that we've got the vaccines and they're looking to start injecting babies with vaccines i believe they've already started the clinical trials for that and we, we know the effects that that has, even in the most robust of adults, particularly in children. We know that it's much worse in children. So, Tiff, I, I mean, I think you might be right. You know, what are we looking at as, as a, what's going to come out of this in five or 10 years? Are we just going to have cyborg children who are essentially, you know? Yeah. On- I mean, if you're looking at the whole transhumanist agenda where, I don't know, you're living in some metaverse, you're lying on a couch somewhere and your avatars interact doing all your interactions for you. Like what really do you need to be able to read people's emotional cues and be able to form relationships? Like are people going to get married? I mean, is this where the whole sex bot thing comes in? Yeah. Uh, people it's, I don't know. I don't even really want to picture it. It sounds like just a dead a dead world, a dead universe where everyone is soulless and they're crushed. It just seems like a very ugly place to be. And one thing that I always keep thinking about, remember we did some show about you know, fake meat or fake food or whatever, and they were trying to develop 
something called milk, but not with a K, but with a Q. And one yeah. of the questions I have is like, where are the mothers going to be? Are they going to grow these babies? They have these little, I guess they said they were developing. Yeah, little pod babies. So I think that this whole transhumanist future, even though we can't really picture what that will be like, uh, all of this is just setting the stage for the whole cyborg human thing that they want to bring online. Yeah, yeah like, it's not looking too good, is it? No. No. They'll probably call it like post-pandemic desocialization disorder or something like that. It'll have some mm -hmm. fancy name. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, who will be calling well, think... it that if everybody has it? Yeah, that's. I I don't know. I I don't know. It's just one of those depressing things, isn't it? This it's just like well. You can't you can't really do much about it. You just got to kind of watch and see how it plays out. Mm -hmm. But it, it's not it's not going to be good. That's for sure. I mean, there's yeah. Hopefully, there's enough um, pockets of people who didn't buy into this garbage, mm -hmm. who are raising their babies in a normal manner, whose babies will grow up healthy, having proper proper and social interaction, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, hopefully the parents aren't so despondent and demoralized that they, you know, don't even want to have any children, which you can't really blame them for who want to bring a child into this. But the human race must go on, I suppose. Yeah. Or so they say. Well, weren't they expecting a, <laughs> a baby boom coming out of the lockdowns because they said people would have nothing to do but sit around and have sex? Yeah. But I don't think that that happened. I don't think they no. did see that. I remember reading that somewhere anyway, that mm -hmm. um, they expected, and it could just be that like, you know, a, a woman being in constant fear is not conducive to being very fertile. It wouldn't I, surprise me anyway. Well, that brings to mind also, like uh, we've done shows before a long time ago on epigenetics and how uh, trauma can get passed on genetically towards your offspring even without any kind of uh organic or viral kind of uh damage being done to the child in utero just the the mental stress of particular social situations can affect a person's development even if they didn't even directly experience it yeah Future generations. Yeah. I don't know what's going to be left of the human race, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I shudder yeah. to think. Maybe there won't be much of a human race left. You never know. We can only hope, eh? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, okay. So so basically, to summarize, uh, children are not doing quite well. And they weren't doing well before 2020. So if they're not doing well now, then they've gone downhill. And that is particularly uh, in applicable to babies who need to be able to read facial expressions and stuff. And they can't because people are wearing masks. Mm -hmm. the masks they're wrapping don't work. them in plastic after they're born. And what kind of madness is this? Yeah. 
<clears throat> well, okay. Anyone else got anything else to say on this topic? Or I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I've had it. <laughs> well, so okay then. In that case, um, yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the show, everyone. Thanks to my co-hosts, and uh, and I'll we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>